0: Welcome to the very first episode of the High School Business and Personal Finance Teachers Podcast, hosted by Knowledge Matters. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for our interview with Marcy Hargrove, a business teacher at Central High School in Keller ISD in Keller, Texas. Stay tuned for the interview. Knowledge Matters is the leading provider of cloud-based educational simulations for teaching business, personal finance, and marketing at the high school level. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Knowledge Matters podcast. This podcast will be interviews with high school business teachers. Uh, We're hoping to talk to them about how they got started teaching, tips and tricks for teaching business to high school students and we'll also talk to them a little bit about how they use knowledge matters, business sims in their classroom. And I want to welcome our first guest to the podcast, Marcy Hargrove. Marcy teaches at Central High School Keller ISD in Keller, Texas. And Marcy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you inviting me to do this.
0: Sure. Well, what grades and classes do you currently teach?
1: I currently teach grades ten through twelve, and I teach uh, business information management one, business information management two, accounting one, accounting two, business management, and run the school store.
0: Great. Uh, and how did you first uh, get started in teaching? How did you start your teaching career?
1: Well, that's a really good question. <laughs> I um. I started straight out of college, I, um, both of my parents were educators for all my life. Uh, my father was a head football coach and athletic director in uh, towns across Texas. My mother had been in retail, she had worked retail up until she became certified, married my dad, became certified, and then she finished her, her career as a teacher. And so, um, it just seemed like a natural thing for me to do. I was familiar with it. Uh, I didn't I, I wish I could say that it was something that, you know, I was born to do, and I do feel as if part of me was born to do it. <laughs> but I don't know if it's, if it's the kind of calling that you know there are so many wonderful teachers who, who feel like just a, a, a deep passion and desire to teach. And I love what I do. But it just, it never was something like that for me. That just wasn't my experience.
0: Sure. And so have you always taught business?
1: Well, yes, sir. When I first started out, I, uh, I, I well, I take that back. My very first year, I, I took a job just to have a job. I had graduated with a degree in which I could teach business classes. Um, but at the time, there were a lot of... Um, a lot of people at that time business teachers were kind of one of those at least in texas where when you got someplace then you stayed and so there were a lot of teachers who were in that field that weren't leaving which made it difficult to find a position in a school district and so uh, my very first year i took a position in a district where i taught special education um it to both junior high and high school students. And so uh, it, was a, it was a true challenge and learning experience because I only had about six weeks of training in college um, for special education students. So, um, but I got there and within the second year of me being there, the business teacher left, uh, took a different position in a different district and I was able to move into where I was teaching business classes and also, I taught uh, reading to seventh graders, and then I also taught um, English to sophomores because <laughs> I have a double major with uh, business and English.
0: Great. So, so what's a what's a typical school day like for you, or is there a typical?
1: Oh well, yes, sir. Great question. Um, my my days this year are probably the the most um, relaxed, I guess I could say than I've ever had in my teaching career. Um, and so they, they do differ this year than they have before. Um, used to for, for 27 of my 28 years there, it was a, it was a pretty filled and hectic day. Um, extremely filled and hectic with uh, a variety of classes. Of course, you've got the differences in the, the students, you know, just the, the challenge of teaching multiple levels all at the same time with um, you know both male and female all kinds of learning abilities and things like that so differentiation is a must always has been always will be and um, and so this year I've just been very fortunate that my administration was able to build a schedule that that allows me some time to to just take a breath and uh and uh actually you know do some things and I've I've changed my mindset the last couple of years. I used to do a lot of things um I guess you call it front loading where I did a lot of preparation work um and then the students would do things but then I would also have a lot of follow up work because of what they did. And and I've changed it to where now I do probably twice the amount of front-end work or front-load work, but then my back-end work on it is substantially less than it used to be. So the kids are involved, they're, um, they do everything, I, I just monitor, I don't really, I, I instruct a tiny bit, certain classes I have to instruct more than others, and, um, and then they, they're the ones who do all the work, <laughs> thankfully.
0: So, so tell me a little bit more about the front loading that you do. Can you go into a little bit more detail about that?
1: Yes, sir. Um, this from being this kind of teacher most of my career, um, there aren't. I've never been one who likes to necessarily use a textbook as the be-all and end-all. It's always been a resource, but I've just never felt comfortable doing everything just totally like just okay, go to this page, do this, do that, you know. And so I have created, I can't imagine, I I don't even know how many different projects um, using all of the various tools from year to year that our districts, the districts that I've been involved with, have asked us to use and utilize. And so um, we now currently use a program called Canvas, which I believe is probably what a lot of people across the United States use. I think it is the same type of program that they use in many colleges. And so, um, you know, it takes organization. I utilize the calendar feature. Um, Of course, there's all kinds of advanced features on it, but mostly I use it to post projects and uh, just make sure and come up with all of the projects. Uh, like in my Business Information Management 2 class, those kids have been taught and um, how to use the Microsoft Office packages in Business Information Management 1, and so they have a working knowledge of those programs, and so in Business Information Management 2, I, I take a survey of the class at the beginning of the year, and they give me um, subject matters, Broad subject matters that they're in, they're interested in doing, and then we um, we take a tally of those, and then we group them into broad subject matters per six weeks. And so every six weeks, I create a or I create two projects, one in a program that they're nor- they they learned they know they know about, uh, such as Word, and then the other will be in a new program. That I I want to I want to show them what to do you know something brand new, and so every year I do <laughs> customized projects for each of those classes and each of those um, different six weeks.
0: And and so all this customization work that you're talking about is this um, are these things that you're just kind of. Uh, coming up with on your own and maybe using year to year or are there any resources out there that you like to go to to get ideas from?
1: Um, well, <laughs> typically it's just me coming up with them from year to year. If I were better at being able to save things that I have created <laughs> over the years, then <laughs> I think that it probably would not take me as much time to do that but I, I I oftentimes I progress and I, I change just because I don't particularly care about using the same thing from year to year. Sure. that just never has been something that I think is is good for me, you know um, and so uh it just I could if I wanted to, I just choose not to so <laughs> Sure. I hope we'll, that we'll, answered that question. Oh, it
0: does, it does. Um, we'll, well, given your, your experience at this point in, in teaching business uh, and business concepts to high school students, do you have any particular tips or tricks or, or ideas about curriculum that, that you would care to share with other teachers who might be listening?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I'm kind of unique in the fact that this is all I've ever done, and many, many teachers... That work in this field have a lot of outside of the classroom experience, and so I, I oftentimes, you know, like to listen to them and kind of what they have to do. I think that what I'm, what I feel good, I'm, what I feel like I'm good at, is the education part. Um, as far as the content and the knowledge part, um, then I would just suggest if someone is in the same position as I that they, you know, that they just do research. They look at things that are current. You know, they try and keep things as current as possible. With technology changing, like, all the time, um, <laughs> you, you have to just, you have to kind of pick up on, you have to, uh, for lack of a better way to explain it, you have to kind of goldmine things where you, you put your pan down <laughs> and hopefully you pick up a few nuggets you know, Mm -hmm. and you, you try and use those nuggets and capture, you know, take those things and then use those instead and try and sift away all of the, the extra stuff, you know, that, that hasn't caught on, you know, and so I would just encourage people to be open, you know, um, try not to get into a rut, um, you know, utilize, of course, the internet, you know, I've, I've utilized the Internet. We had it for the first time, I guess, in this district, maybe 15, 16 years ago, maybe longer, mm-hmm. maybe more like 20. And so I was teaching these classes before the Internet was available. And um, so just using the Internet and what it has to offer and apps and things like that, just being open to those things and using them in a way that's engaging to students with it would be my, my best way to do it. Cause my students in particular, I can't speak for all students, mm-hmm. but my students in particular are much, they, they enjoy much, much more the learning process when there are projects as opposed to, you know, the, the day in and day out stuff,
0: sure. you know,
1: they like, They like the project based things.
0: Sure. Versus you versus you standing up in front of the class and talking or lecturing?
1: Oh yes. Exactly. Okay. Like we just finished an assembly line uh, project because um where they had to I made them make a prototype of clipboards um with the school store. We're trying to like make products that we can sell in the school store Mm -hmm. that are made by the students. And so you know, I had them make the prototype. I have managers. We have four teams. I have, well, sorry, let me back up. I have two classes. We're on an A-B schedule. And so I have an A-Day class and a B-Day class. And I have four teams in each. And so, um, and we have managers and things like that. And so I made the managers for each team create a prototype. And then today's assignment was that those team members, um, when they come in, they have to replicate those prototypes three more times. And we were going to donate one to an auction that our district director told us about that goes for the money raised for it, goes for scholarships for CTE students. And so um, we donated one per team for that. And then the other three that each team made are being sold in the school store. So.
0: Great. Well, um, I, I'm curious, are the, the classes that you teach, are they classified as electives at your school? Yes, is that, sir. Is, is that the correct terminology? Um, and, yes. And I'm wondering if that's the case, uh, what do you do to, um, uh, to interest students in signing up? Like the students for next year, do you, do you have anything organized that you do to, to get uh, students interested?
1: well yes sir i try to i um one of the ways that i do is that i i i, I know that this isn't necessarily about you sims but the sims really have helped in that effort for me mm-hmm. um i think we have a a lot of especially the personal finance one um because uh the the kids the parents are more interested in making sure that we cover those things, you know, often that they maybe don't have the time or the patience to cover with them, you know. And so, mm-hmm. by by getting the parents involved and feeling that there's value in what we teach, that's often enough to get the kids interested, you know. Sure. Um, but it is, it is in large part our district um uh, has students who choose their classes. And so just building a rapport with kids, Um, I'm more of a, uh, one of those, like, where you, where people say, uh, I guess, word of mouth
0: is Mm -hmm. the best
1: way. Right. Um, And so if I have a good relationship with a certain group of students, um, then I'm hoping that they will tell their younger siblings, you know. Or they will tell their friends and say, "Hey, you know, why don't you take this class?" You know, blah blah blah. And um, so that's that's my preferred method. Um, I have done other things to do it, but I um, I don't go out and talk to kids, you know, individually or anything like that. I'm not I'm not into recruiting. <laughs> I never have been. <laughs> that's not my That's not my bag. Okay. I don't do well with it. Um, okay. but we do. Um, announcements i've had kids i've had different groups create uh oh commercials that we run on the announcements that's another way that we've done it great we've had kids tweet um you know post things to social media that if we're on like a a field trip of some sort we i i implemented some field trips over the years where Kids were, the only thing I asked them to do is while they were on it, would they please take a picture and then immediately send it out, you know, and say, hey, this is what we get to do type thing. <laughs> and that <laughs> that helped, you know, so. Great. Just a bunch of different things.
0: Sure, so, so um, can we talk a little bit, how do you use uh, the Knowledge Matters business simulations uh, in your classes?
1: Okay, sure. Um, Well, the very first one I ever used was the finance, the personal finance one. And um, I'll I'll back up even further than that. I'm not the first one on this campus who knew about Knowledge Matters. Um, One of the the teachers that was in my department, at the time I was the acting department head for the department, and so he came to me, and he had been to a – I believe, a conference. I can't remember what conference, but he taught sports and entertainment marketing. And um, you, you may know, was that one of y'all's first ones that y'all had?
0: Um, I'm not sure where that was in the lineup, but it was definitely, I think it was it, it was close to one of the first ones, yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought because he brought it to me and he asked me, he said, hey, can we get this for, for my class? And I said, well, sure. I said, let me look at it. So I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is really interesting. This is awesome, you know. <laughs> and I said, man, I, I really wish that they would, you know, that they had something that maybe I could use. And so um, he was like, well, th- there's probably, I think there's some other ones. This is just the one, of course, that applies to my class. And I said, okay, well, then I'll look into it, you know. And uh, we were a new school at the time. We had just opened up. And so, you know just inundated with all kinds of resources and stuff. But I took a moment and I looked and I was like, well, you know what? I have a very, very, very strong, um, disbelief in how important personal finance matters are, you know, that if we can get people who understand how to handle their money on a personal level, then maybe it'll translate into a broader level, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I just, I thought that that would be something that I could use in some way, and so um, I decided that I would see if I could have access to it and then use it as an extra credit for all of my business classes, and um, they gave me permission to do that. I think I think they made me, gave me one license, a classroom license or something, I can't remember, mm-hmm. and as it grew, then, and, and I had kids that, I mean, I'm telling you, it's so funny because they're just like, oh my gosh, I just died. Why did I die? And I'm like, well, (laughs) you gotta have a balance. You got, you can't, you can't just work, all work and no play. You gotta, you know, you gotta do some stuff. (laughs) And they're like, what? I just got robbed. And I'm like, yep. Did you have insurance? You know? And so, um, it just grew as far as like, just, you know, interest because the kids really were like, "Oh my gosh, this is really cool," and so um, that's how I used it at first. I still use that one in, um, I still use that one as an extra credit option in most of my business classes where there isn't a sim available for the the course itself. You know, as an extra credit and as something that they can do above and beyond you know, what the, what we do, that type of thing. Sure. And, um, and then I also put in, like, I do have, I, I did one a couple of years ago that winter, winter chicken dinner thing, but that was with the accounting simulation. But with the, um, the personal finance one, since I was using it as a, an extra credit option, then I would get them started. I'd tell them that they have to work in it a certain amount of time, you know, and all this stuff. And then at the end of the year, the competition was is that I gave like, oh I don't know, I went and bought some. I all I can think of is that I, I think I got um, like lifesavers and who had ever had the highest score for um. Oh goodness, I can't even think. I can't think mm-hmm. of which which content or which area that right, was. But right. like I got dum dums that said that you aren't you know you aren't a dummy when it came to your um credit score or something Mm -hmm. and then I paydays for, you know, just all those little silly things, but they, they really kind of were like, Oh my gosh, did I win? And yeah, you won, you know? (laughs) And, um, so it just, uh, in that sense, that one I use as more of an extra credit the accounting one I used, uh, for the first time last year, I was so excited because, um, you know, you you cover it in the textbook, and I I try to save my district money by utilizing Excel, Microsoft Excel, instead of having to get you know those working papers every year. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so, you know, you know I teach the kids how to do accounting, how to do how to record transactions and all that stuff in accounting in Excel. But you know, until you put it into practice, they're just like okay. <laughs> Great. You know, I mean, I I know how to do it, but I don't understand how I would do it or when I would do it or anything like that. So I'm like, okay. So after we got through with the very first part teaching the kids how to keep books for a service business as a sole proprietorship, that gave them a basis because I believe the accounting one is actually running a computer repair shop. And so it really goes along with the next level. Uh, which is teaching kids how to run or how to do books for a merchandising business uh, run as a partnership. that's how our textbooks are and so it it doesn't perfectly match up with what we you know how we do it mm-hmm. but they still get the same skills and they still can see if they truly understand how to keep books and the worksheet part is, amazing because they really do have to figure out okay how do i do adjustments how do i do this you know so it it's really good so i use it as a um well as kind of initial instruction but also as just a you know they just have to work in it and learn how to do it and it's curriculum and i usually use it in the last six weeks and that's where we do the winter winter chicken dinner competition
0: so can and, you talk, can you talk about that a little bit? The winter, winter chicken dinner.
1: <laughs> yes, it's just a silly play on words. I I don't even know how it, I just was listening maybe to a TV show sometime, or I heard somebody say it, and I thought, you know what, that's kind of catchy. And so um and down here in the south, of course, that's you know the type of stuff that's said all the time. <laughs> and so um <laughs> so we um I was like, okay, well. I can figure out a prize structure, because I'm sorry to kind of divert this, but I've been a cheerleader sponsor, a senior class sponsor, a student council sponsor, a drill team sponsor, the department head, <laughs> so I've had <laughs> to come up with all kinds of prize structures over my lifetime, yeah. which is <laughs> what a lot of teachers have to do, and so um, I was like, okay, so I've you know i i figured out that I, what i would do is that if you um if you you had to have a team competition and if your team got whatever like third place then i essentially gave them a rubber chicken you know for that they they got little rubber chickens and then for um the second place team i went and i bought just a bunch of like um nuts and raisins and things like that and I made I bought little boxes at Hobby Lobby, no Party City, and then I just made what I called chicken feed, and I gave them that. That was the second prize, and then the first prize was I gave them all the members got a ten dollar gift card to I uh, think down here. I don't know if they have them all across the country, but we love our Chick Fil A and or Chicken Express down here, mm-hmm. and so um. I let them choose, did they want Chicken Express or Chick-fil-A, so I just went ahead and got uh, each team member of that, and so at the end of their competition, you know, they used the, the multiplayer option in the sim, and at the end of the competition, however much their their business had earned, you know, that's, that's who was the winner,
0: so. That's great. So do, do any of your students participate in the virtual business challenges that we run each year?
1: Well, yes, sir. Um, here's the funny thing about that. Um, probably, gosh, I can't. I'm going to say four or five years ago. I I lose track of it. But um, at the time, two young men who were in FBLA, um, Future Business Leaders of America, mm-hmm. they were in my class at the same time, and I can remember, I'm not the sponsor of that particular organization, sure. and so um, the sponsor told me after the first year, which was probably six or seven years ago we did it, um, I started doing it, um, the, the uh, the sponsor came to me and said, hey, did you know that they have a competition for this? And I said, no, I didn't. That's wonderful. And uh, and she said, um, do you have anybody who you would want to do it? And I said, I, I don't know. Let me see. So I asked some students. And um, for our campus, you have to be a member of FBLA, you know, to compete. Mm-hmm. And so that year, we didn't, I didn't, because, the kids, we learned about it too late in the year, that type of thing. And sure. so um, okay. the next year, though, uh, there were two young men. And I honestly, I'm, I'm so sorry, this is awful, but I cannot remember one of their names. Um, but the other young man, I do remember because his father's a teacher here, um, is, his last name was Patty. And he, um, the two of them, because they were in FBLA, that's what they signed up to do, because our FBLA sponsor at the time allowed the kids to pick which competitions they wanted to do. Sure. And so, um, so they they chose to do that, and they were able to do the competition while in my classroom in downtime, you know, mm-hmm. on, as as well as do it at home. Sure. And that was the first time I knew about the online, because the very first time we got these things. We were, they were all standalone and they were, you had to put them on your computer and all that. Right. So the, yeah. Yeah. So the, the online thing is just amazing. It really (laughs) is. It's just, it really, really is. I'm just, I was impressed with it when it was a standalone version. (laughs) Now with it being online, it's just awesome. But so they, they did compete. That's the only year that I've ever had anybody do that. Because I don't have any more FBLA members in my class for some reason. I I'm not sure, you know, how that worked out. Sure. But the two of them, they um, ended up being the number one, numbers one and two position in both. I believe I remember that they competed both in the fall challenge and in the spring. Maybe there were two rounds or something. Yes. And yes. There are two they, rounds yeah and they finished uh, in positions one and two both both times so Great.
0: so i'm yeah. so I'm curious given your your use of um uh, the knowledge matter sims in in your classroom as we've talked about uh I'm curious off the top of your head would would you have any ideas or suggestions in terms of um future sims or topics
1: oh wow <laughs> <laughs> um my goodness, that's quite a question. Y'all, are, I I don't even know how to start with that because okay. I think y'all have thought of everything. I, I just, y'all's brains are so much better than mine. Uh, when it, I just am so impressed with this, the detail that you have. You know, the kids will be like, well, you know, oh, you know what? I will say this. The one thing that they have said over the years is they are like, why can't I get married? And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> That's I in mean, personal finance?
1: Just, yeah, yeah, yep. And the personal finance. And I was like, well, I don't know. And they, were, they they were all, every single year, somebody says, well, why can't I get married? And I'm going, well, I don't know. I don't know why. But they're just trying to teach you individual personal financial responsibility so just go with it you know and so um we'll
0: we'll, we'll take that under uh, consideration but thanks for that yeah. feedback I, I was going to mention we but just we think- just we just have a new one that came out a few weeks ago so if you haven't checked that out um i can okay. talk i can talk to you about it later um outside of the interview and get you a, a, a we can get you a trial license for for fashion which we're very excited about virtual business fashion which has just been oh
1: yes i think our fashion teacher is using it now i don't (laughs) know for sure but i think she is great um but yeah that would be wonderful and and if i wouldn't then she definitely could benefit from it you know
0: so yeah we can we can talk about that but you were about to say something i interrupted you you were you were talking about the the personal finance
1: Oh no, no! I just that was the that's really the only thing because I think y'all did a fantastic job about mimicking different situations that can occur unexpectedly. You know, Um, like like when the kids will say it. You know, um, I think now on the online version you can have all all of a sudden get a torn ACL. You know, well, (laughs) I think that's amazing because. Because the kids don't understand that unexpected and unplanned medical emergencies happen in real life all the time. And so if you, if you aren't prepared for those, like if you've not used savings or anything like that, then, you know, that's, <laughs> I kind of, and oh, goodness, this is probably going to alienate so many people. But um, I kind of want to say, well, you know what, that's your fault. You shouldn't have spent all of your money. You know, you should have put some back. <laughs> that's the whole point of it. <laughs> and so, um, but I do appreciate that. That's that. That that is one of the things that they all do is that you do mimic those. You know, like unexpected expenses. Right. So, um,
0: great. Well, that that's great feedback.
1: Yes. The only other thing that I might suggest. And it it maybe it's there, and I just didn't know it. Um, we just had this conversation the other day. One of the students said, "So how much should I put back, you know, out of every paycheck?" And I said, "Well, I, I think the standard rule is that you should put back at least ten percent, you know, of your paycheck into your savings." And so is the I don't know is that an option when you do direct deposit? Can you automatically? Sh- uh, take 10% of your paycheck and, and put it into your savings like you can in real life? Do you know?
0: Um, I'll have to check into that. Um, I, I don't, okay. I don't have the answer off the top of my head, but I can definitely investigate it and let you know.
1: Yeah, that would be something just because direct deposit mm-hmm. is such, um, is the way people do it now. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I know with, yeah. And I know that, the way I put it into savings is that I never even see the money. It just comes out of my paycheck and goes directly into my savings and the other portion goes directly into my bank account. So that would be something that I'd be like, okay, that would be, that would be realistic and beneficial.
0: Right, right. Um, yeah, that, that's good feedback. We'll definitely look into that. Um, well, well, that's all the questions I had. Is Is there anything we didn't discuss or any, final words of wisdoms that you would have for other high school business teachers who?
1: Oh, well, <laughs> I, um, I, my wisdom and the words <laughs> are pretty limited. I, um, I really, I just, um, the only thing I can say is just constantly, uh, be okay with change. <laughs> because it's it's the only thing that we're sure of it's it's always going to change and be adaptable um you know stay uh positive okay as best you can i know that there are so many challenges out there that keep you from sometimes being positive you know day in and day out um and and so many of them are beyond your control my control um and so i think that as being a teacher for this long I've learned to let go of the things I can't control. Um, that is something our administrators here have just beat into our brains. And I know that as a teacher, you, you want so desperately to make a positive impact, you know, uh, for your students, on your students, you know, for the for future, for the future. But, um, you know, just accept the things that are out of your control. Um, stay positive, and, uh, you know, have fun with it. Just have fun with them. Kids can be pretty fun.
0: (laughs) Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Marcy Hargrove. Marcy teaches at Central High School Keller ISD in Keller, Texas. And, Marcy, thanks for doing this interview.
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it.